All right, if you've got the, your Bibles, you can open them to Colossians chapter 3. We are going to zip through the whole chapter, but it won't take uh, too long. This is the Apostle Paul. He's talking to new believers, people who have um, not long been Christians, and he's talking to them about this dynamic of what it means for the resurrection life to find its way into our lives in very practical terms. Uh, it starts like this, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ... Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you share in his glory. So we who are trusting Jesus, we're in the fullness of his life. And all our rebellious sin has been paid for and we've been welcomed into full and real life. If you were here on Friday, you would have... um, gone on that journey with us as well. Now, the practicalities. Because um, because we know that selfish and impure desires still stir in our hearts, um, we don't have to be slaves to them. We can, by the grace of God, see those desires fade and die. And now, here Paul talks about uh, the things in us that should be consigned to the grave. Here we go. Verse 5. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person's an idolater. I worship the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old nature in all its wicked deeds. All that can go to the grave. If you look at that list on the screen there, or read it in your Bible, there's nothing in there that doesn't cause death. There's nothing in there that doesn't cause death. Imagine a world free of lust and, and greed. No greed. A society free of all slander, of all malicious behavior, of all selfishness. Imagine That's our old life. That's what we used to do. Here's our resurrected life, verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. It's a process learning to trust Jesus more, accepting his gift of life into every area of our desires. Um, Put on your new nature, Paul says. Be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. That is, uh, it is a beautiful verse. And in fact, I'll put this in a statement for myself and I'm going to read this um, to remind myself. You know when you've got to talk to yourself sometimes? I will be renewed as I learn to know my creator and become like him. Uh, You say that with me. I will be renewed as I learn to know my creator and become like him. So imagine you're looking in a mirror and you're looking at yourself now and you're talking to yourself and say this out loud again with me. I will be renewed as I learn to know my creator and become like him. This is a clear look now as we're heading through Colossians 3 at the resultant garden. If you like, if we've buried these things in the grave, this is what bursts to new life in our lives. Verse 12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. 
Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Is there anything in that list that isn't awesome? Don't you want that garden, that life from our creator God bursting within us and from us to others, where once there was anger, there is forgiveness, where, where there was greed, now there's generosity, where, there used, where we used to selfishly take from others what we wanted, now we give to others what they need to thrive, where our language used to belittle others, now it lifts them up, and where we used to base who we were off shaky sources like our peers or our mirrors or our money or our family. You know, we used to bounce our identity off those things. Now we just look up and receive all we need from our Father who loves us with an unconditional, 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 unshakable, unending love. I will be renewed as I learn to know my Creator and become like Him. It happens every day, every day, this resurrection life, as we trust Jesus with our desires, with what we want in our lives. We all struggle with our old earthly desires, but God's power is greater. We're not interested in condemning anyone for their sin because we all sin. We're focused on life, the resurrected life, the life Jesus brings and offers. If you heard Friday's message, you heard about this life. Jesus demonstrating in his, in his body, in his incarnation, when he was here in physical form, a fully realized human free of selfishness, motivated entirely by the beautiful desires of God, a life exploding with the power of God, with the words from God, with the love of God. That's the life that we're invited into, the life of our creator, the life of Jesus, the resurrection life. And we can, we all can today and every day. Now, notice Paul starts this chapter to the Colossians with, since you've been raised to new life with Christ. This thing that's already happened, this, this, this thing that Jesus did, because of that, because of what is already in place, live like this. We can. That's, that's all the theory. Now, many of you have heard that before, um, and you know this, and you might even say, that's true, and that's a nice way to put it, Danny, and I like that. But the question for us this morning is, do we believe it? And will we live as if that's true today? Do we believe it? That this power that raised Jesus from the grave is at work in us. That we can be shifted and renewed. Do you know, um, in the Old Testament, in, there's a prophet called Ezekiel. And in Ezekiel 37, you can look this up in your own time. Uh, he's clearly, Ezekiel is clearly struggling because what he sees in front of him in, the, in God's people is, is pretty destitute. And God takes him in the spirit and shows him this vision of a valley of dry bones. It's just dust and ash and dry bones. And God asks him this question, do you believe that these dry bones can live? And he goes... Well, only you know, God. <laughs> and that's us when we hear this resurrection story, when we hear this resurrection truth, when we're thinking about our addictions that have got hold of us, 
that stop us from the full life that God wants for us. The Spirit of God asking us today, can this, can this live? Can this dead thing live? Can that be transformed? When we think about our greed that grips us and how our identity is so wrapped up in the accumulation of possessions and we, we struggle to let anything go away from us for fear that we're going to be diminished that way. And we think that'll never shift because that's who I am. And the Spirit of God is asking us, do you believe that these bones can live? In our anger and our bitterness, in the resentment that we hold against other people, in the grudges that we have, in the resentment that we can't let go of. And God wants to bring forgiveness and wholeness into that place. And we think, I can't, it's too big, it's too painful, it hurts too much. It's the same question from the Spirit of God. Do you believe this can live? Do you believe this power is here now to shift you and to change you? For your circumstance, for your relationships, for your illnesses, for your fears, can it live? The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us now. I'll invite the team up as we finish here. What resurrection have you given up on? What brokenness or sin are you, are you just nursing now? Are you just, are you just maintaining because you've given up on the full and free life that Jesus wants for you in that area? What is there in today's garden that we read about that you think, I could never be that. I could never be kind. I could never be tender-hearted. I could never be patient. I could never be loving like that. I can't be thankful or peaceful or wise or pure. That ship has sailed. That boat has gone. Listen, like we said on Friday, we're not talking about your life here. We're talking about the life of Jesus that is offered to all of us on Resurrection Sunday, no matter where we are, no matter what we've done, no matter where we came from. This is Jesus saying, this life, this perfect human life, this beautiful garden that God wants to plant in our hearts is here on offer for us today, each one of us, no matter who we are or what we've done. It's not about my inadequacies or my fears or my past failures. This is about the life of Jesus that's offered to us today, this Resurrection Sunday. Are you ready to believe that Jesus can do this work in you and that he wants to? And if you're not connected to Jesus right now, let me offer you this life on his behalf. He is pleading with you to come home to God. Jesus wants life for you. Will you trust him? He wants to fill your life with resurrection power to save you and start this work of transforming you to become all you're created to be. This is on offer for us. It's highlighted today because it's Resurrection Sunday and we want to talk about it today and celebrate it today that this life is on offer for everyone. But the truth is that it's on offer all the time, every breath that you draw. God is calling you to trust Him because He wants to give you life. He wants to shift you to become the person that He created you to be. Let's pray together. Jesus, You died for us. And you rose again for us. And we know life, Jesus, because you paid our price. And we know life because you are persistent in your unending love for us. 
in your regard for us, in your care for us, um, in your pursuit of us, that you never give up on us. And we're here on Resurrection Sunday just, just to celebrate you, God, and to remind ourselves of the life that's on offer for us. God, I pray that in every heart here, we offer our whole selves to you. All of our fears and failures, all of our inadequacies, all of our addictions, all of our pain, all of our illnesses, everything that we are, all of our brokenness in relationships all around us, all of our anxieties, all of our identity crises, everything, God, just that we'd offer them to you and that we would experience your resurrection power in our lives, just shifting us a little more to be like you because this is what you do and this is what you want to do. So God, I pray that hearts are humble here and that we can all hear you and that we can all choose you today, Jesus. Thank you for your work amongst us even now.